this is a podcast about all things retail. This is my journey to figure out how business owners like you navigate an industry that changes every single day. We talk to experts, we talk to business owners, entrepreneurs, all of the trailblazers that make this industry as awesome as it is. My name is Courtney Sams, and this is The Theory of Retailivity. Okay, so we are here on episode two with Taff Dares. If you didn't listen to the last one, immediately, immediately, stop this one, go back, listen to the other one, and then come to this one. We'll be here. We'll be here. We're waiting. We're waiting on you, okay? (laughs) So get with the program. Anyways, so now that you've listened to the last one, Now we'll get into the second one. And this one is mental clarity moving forward. So we just covered, you've been through something incredibly traumatic. Whether or not you're acknowledging that this is trauma that you've gone through, this is trauma. Oh yeah, I do need to start the clock because didn't do it last time. One second. Okay. (laughs) Whether or not you realize that this was trauma, It was. And so once you acknowledge that, and if you've already acknowledged that, great. But um, I'm going to ask Taff to kind of give us some clarity on how you can take that mindset and how you can keep that ball rolling. Like if if you've come up with creative, innovative ways in your company, how do you keep that ball moving forward? If you haven't and you were closed this entire time because you weren't allowed to open, how do you pick up, open your doors, and move forward? How do you just, if if all of that's irrelevant to you, how do you have clarity to kind of move out of what was an absolutely insane time and just move forward? So with that, Taft. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. I think the word ownership really applies here. And here's what I mean by that. Everybody has to take it. Like it's it's one thing to say I'm an owner or I, I possess something. It's another mm-hmm. thing to say for mental clarity, especially during a pressure cooker, is to say I own my thoughts, I own my doubts, I own my struggles, I own the parts that that have been ugly. And when you own those, you can also own your successes. Mm-hmm. And so many people in regular environments, we don't we don't like to take ownership. What we like to do as as human beings is say, okay, I'm gonna put this over there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put that over there. Well, during this time, uh, as everyone has been in this, you know, crock pot of emotion where yeah. I'm, I'm putting this ingredient, this ingredient, and that tastes bad. Yeah. Um, we're able to look and say, okay, I, I own this. Yeah. Um, it, it's awesome when somebody in industry owns everything and mm-hmm. they say, hey, all right, I, I own our time, I own our resources, and now I'm going to gift them to yeah. you. But I think when it comes to mental clarity right now, it's, okay, I own my weaknesses. I own the parts that, that have been tough and the, the parts that have been difficult, but I also know where to put them. Uh, we, we've learned that during this time. One of our, our local uh, universities that does a lot of good marketing throughout, you know, this region and saying, hey, we're, we're here in the heart of the city. They said, you know, this has been the hardest season for us ever mentally in our office. He said, but also we have to own it. And that's where I got this from. Mm-hmm. He said, we also have to own it and say, We've also learned a lot more about ourselves. Yeah. And he said, that's not an original thought. 
I got it from the top. Yeah. Uh, we were challenged in our organization to say, hey, own it. Own that it's ugly. Own that it's good. And he said, we have grown mentally by doing that and kind of putting, hey, here's who I am out there for the organization. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome because some a thought that came to my mind when you said that is that it's really, really easy to own something when things are easy, mm, when absolutely. things are going well. It's like I've heard it said before that this is kind of the age of entrepreneurs where everybody's an entrepreneur. And this probably brought to light that people weren't who they thought they were. Um, and you were able to be successful in a realm where it was easy to be successful. Um, but this pandemic weeded out a lot of people that weren't true to who they were. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I think that's really important. It's important to own what this pandemic has taught you about yourself. Um, I, we talk a lot about mental illness in our house and it's people that have this thing and you have this obstacle and it doesn't define you, but like, how are you going to work with it going forward? Um, and I think that this is a lot like people have seen a lot of faults in themselves. They see this is brought to light a lot of really ugly things um, within households, within businesses, all of that. Okay. You're learning about yourself and that's awesome. And sometimes it sucks, but like, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to push it to the side and just not work on that? Um, or are you going to like take that and use it as momentum and work on your weaknesses? Right. And so that's just, that's a really good thought that I wouldn't have fleshed out. Yeah. Had yeah. I not asked you. <laughs> Glad we're doing this. I know. It's like it's, I'm doing this for a reason. <laughs> there's, there's a funk. Yeah. And there's that, there's that gray feeling that you have if if two people are deciding that they're going to spend the rest of their lives together mm -hmm. anybody who gives them good advice beforehand will say there's going to be days that you feel this mm -hmm. and it's going to be like buddy the elf i'm in love and i yeah. don't care who knows it and there's going to be other days where it's a decision yeah and on those super heavy trend decide days you have to bootstraps it you know go yeah. and do it and when you when you reach that perfect complement well, I always tell people this, hey, as long as you're not crazy on the same day, you're good. Like yeah. One person's up, one person's <laughs> down. But when somebody's in that gray, I yeah. said all that to say this, when they're in that gray, uh, when, in a, when a team or, or somebody that's an employee is there, especially as we've learned during this time, mental health and, and clarity, when I'm trying to help somebody or I need somebody to help me, it's taking that person, whoever they are, and telling them, hey, if you want to get off that island, mm -hmm. I will help you. Um, or if you just need to chill on the island for a minute, I'll come sit with you if that's okay. Like, yeah. like either one, when when you look at where you are mentally, you're, you're gray, you're in that funk, you feel like you're on an island. And some people want to get off, and some people want you to sit right there with them. The discernment is looking at my team member, my employee, and saying, hey, what what do I need to do? Do I need do you, you want to help off the island? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to help you off. If, if not, then I'm going to come – sit by you if, if that's acceptable. Hey, if the third option is I need to circle back around, yeah. uh, I'm going to own uh, the, the time and come back around and help you. And I think what has happened, the best way to help somebody get off the island, if you, selfless plug, go back to episode one, yeah. uh, we talked about what are we going to do? Uh, we use that mm -hmm. pronoun. Uh, and anytime somebody wants off an island, somebody's in that place, that box, anytime we use words like we, if I sit down with you and say, hey, Courtney, you're, you're not okay. 
hey, you've got to snap out of it. That's not helpful language. Mm-mm. But when I come in as a team member and, and I know you're struggling and I know during a pandemic it's hey, I may be high and you may be low. When I come in and I use the language, all right, so what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. It's, it's that language that says we're going to get you off of that island or we're going to get you help. And I think if you look at an organization when it comes to how they feel mentally, how they're processing something, as we've gotten to see on this magnifying glass mm-hmm. the past few months, is it's real easy, as you said earlier, it's real easy to say we and our when everything's good. Our, our team, hey, we got to win. Yeah. Or, or, or we hit the goal. But then let somebody, and this will be very relative right now, let somebody miss a paycheck. And then you know what they say? They don't say, you know what? My company has a problem. You know what we say? You've got a problem. Yep. All right. And, and so it's real easy to forfeit that language when, when things are tense and when things are bad. And so leaders have to say, we, us, like, like, like what, are, what are we going to do? How can I bring yeah. you into the solution? And then if, there, if there's a problem that's that high up, then they can own it and say, hey, that's not your deal. I, I'll handle that. But we're going to get you to the right place. And so it's got to be exercised from the yeah. top all the way down. Yeah. So what would you say to the person on the top that feels like they're on that island mm-hmm. and they don't have someone above them circling it and helping them and saying someone that is ultimately responsible coming down to them saying we mm-hmm. as absorbing some of that responsibility. What if you are the person on the right. top that feels that way? Right. I think value and mission. You have to look and say, how did I get here? Okay, Mm -hmm. because we see the brand, we see the company, we see maybe the core values on the wall. We we see everything that makes your company who you are and you get to sit in the big boy or girl seat. Yeah. Okay, but let's strip it down to your story and what got you here. Yeah. Okay. what got me here was my passion. What got me here was very, very ironic that during pandemic we've talked about who's going to make it and who's not. All these companies have really cool stories. Mm -hmm. Okay. what what got you there? What drove you there? And so to the person in that seat, we ask them, where's the love? Where, where's the passion? Does it still exist? Uh, where did it come from? What needs to be eliminated? Because we've learned that. Everybody's yeah. throwing stuff away during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Right? What, what needs to be eliminated uh, that may be a joy killer for you in that spot? Who, to also quote another episode, who made you the hero? Yeah. Like how, how did you get there? And so... What's it going to take to get you back? Uh, be willing. On a P&L, people are willing to cut things. Yeah. So so what do you have to cut emotionally? Oh, what I do you have to that. cut to, to make you who you were that got you to that position yeah. unapologetically? Yeah. Because like I said before, if this pandemic has shown anything, it's there's a lot of stuff that doesn't matter. Yes. Like there are essential things that kept your business going, that keeps the world spinning. And then there's a lot of fluff and there's a lot of stuff that doesn't matter. And so the thing that you have at the end of the day is what brings you joy and what drives your passion. And if you can't realign your focus on those things, I just, I don't see a way that if you don't fail, you were at least not propelling yourself forward right. as fast as you can go. Right. Um, like you have to do things with joy and with passion. And and if you can't, 
And if those same things that started that don't bring you joy anymore, you have to kind of like reassess like why you're doing what you're doing. Right. Um, and then another thing that I wrote down, um, and I guess this kind of pivots the conversation a little bit, but you have mental clarity. But what about the clarity for the visionary? Like what if the almost like the vision has changed? Like someone's entire industry is changing or the way that you thought business was done and the way you thought you could be successful is no longer, it's almost like you're teasing out something going, no, this could mm-hmm. be something different. Mm-hmm. Like how, how can someone have clarity when their vision is changing? Right. Knowing that you're not a monster or no mm-hmm. who they, who they like. Everybody's got yeah. their hero board or, or who they like, but realizing that within history and within change, there have been people who who did pivot, and that's become one of my words during quarantine. I pivot, I laugh at it and say, I've heard it so many times. It's mine's unprecedented. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I used it last night and that in like in my <laughs> mouth, it was like <laughs> Right, right. Well, we'll pivot and we'll go, yeah. Oh, that means somebody don't want to spend money. Or we'll hear pivot yeah. and they're like, I'm gonna go another direction. Yeah. And so anytime somebody shifts, yeah, that that's not that's not criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we think changing my mind, uh, back in the day, we call it flip flopping, you know, mm-hmm. looking at it, we, we look at it as weakness, but during this it's been survival. And so if I know I'm doing something to survive versus I'm doing something that's just out of weakness, there is so much strength in trying to survive. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the opposite, uh, definitively of, of somebody who is weak. You know, I'm trying to survive. Yeah. And so if if me trying to survive means I'm going to do something different, I'm going to say something different, the structure of my company is going to change, that's that's not weak. Yeah. That's saying I'm going to do this and I don't need to beat myself up. Yeah, that's courageous. Sure. Yes. That's doing yeah. something that's probably not very popular. Right. That's, I don't know, that, that's, I don't know. I just, I think of people that instead of pivot, um, I think of people that were agile, people yeah. that in a lot of those businesses that were able to just flip on a dime were smaller ones. You didn't have this massive ship that you were turning, but people that were able to take assess of the situation and go, all right, here's where we're going. And um, I call it a strength of rising to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Like, here's what's set in front of you. What does it take to rise? And um, I always laugh with a friend of mine that I say I get myself into situations where I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'll just rise to the occasion and I'll right. figure it out. Right. Like with this podcast, I have no idea what I'm doing. That's okay. I'll rise to the occasion and just kind of figure it out on the way. And if everybody can just realize that nobody truly knows what they're doing, they're just all like some people are just better at figuring it out faster. Um, and surrounding themselves with those same people that are just good at rising to the occasion. Um, nothing that I'm good at it. It's still a work in progress. Um, but I always kind of try to have that mindset of someone that I don't, I'd never think I know what I'm doing. I'm just always like quick to just figure out the next right. best move. Cause that's all you can do. Next best move. And then what can you do from there is mm-hmm. take your next best move. Mm-hmm. Um, and no. it doesn't it doesn't matter where you are on the ladder because everybody's got to move. Yeah. And everybody puts their everybody puts their head on the pillow. Some mm-hmm. people differently than others or more than others, 
But that that leader who puts their head on the pillow has to know there's an anxiety at the beginning of a day that is, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like you said, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to I'm gonna rise to the occasion. And that hurts when I have to say that in the morning. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. But it doesn't hurt near as badly as the person, the same person who who gets their head off the pillow in the morning. When you put your head on the pillow at night, that doesn't hurt near as badly as when you say, I didn't do anything. Oh, and yeah. so it's it's that I don't know what I'm gonna do, but at the end of the day, I want to say I did something. Yeah. Versus oh, I didn't, I didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, that's fear. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's when you get into that funk. That's such yeah. a good point. Cause I mean, those are people that are stagnant. And if there's anything in retail, if you've been a business owner or a leader in retail for any amount of time, it's that you can't stop moving mm. in any direction. It doesn't. I mean, you can be moving actively backwards but you're still moving but if you don't do anything you're going to get left behind right i mean we have these national retailers that are literally collapsing because for whatever reason but at the end of the day they stopped moving like they just stayed where they were and then when they tried to move at the very last ditch effort to move they weren't quick enough and they didn't have and it's these smaller and medium people or that even larger companies that just have the muscle of moving and they s- never stop. You look at Amazon. Amazon is constantly going two day shipping is not good enough. What's next? They look at the um, when you're checking out the um, compulsive buying mm-hmm. there with the uh, candy bars at the <laughs> bottom and like the. Yeah less healthy stuff at the top for the grown-ups to pick up and they say we want that we want someone to compulsively buy because that's something we don't miss out that we're missing out on and they're constantly moving and growing and we in the retail industry or I say we I mean there's people in retail that go we don't like Amazon they're taking everything from us they're making it impossible for us to survive and it's like no they're moving and you're not, and they're forcing you to move, and that's uncomfortable. Right. Um, like, nobody likes to be shown that they're not, their game's not their A game. Um, and you might have had your A game back 20 years ago, but <laughs> it's not cutting it now because it's a whole new ball game. Right. Or in February. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, for the sake of time, Um, I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping this up uh, because I'm really excited about the next episode and I'm on a crunch for time. And so I want to make sure that I get into the survive or thrive episode because I think that we've covered a couple of things here that kind of set the ground, uh, the, the foundation of that, of someone that. So at the very beginning, um, we just kind of talked about leadership coming out of this, now getting clarity to move forward. And now what are you going to do with this? Like you've, you've assessed the situation and you've learned all of these things. Like how are you going to utilize that? So that's what we're going to be talking about in next week's episode. And for next week, this is we're going to wrap this up in a couple of minutes and then start in a couple minutes more. Um, but for all of you listeners, tune in next week to listen to our next and last episode with Taft, unless I can um, get him back on later <laughs> on. So anyways, thank you all for listening and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. And you can follow me on Instagram at Courtney underscore specialty leasing.